What's up, everybody? This is Stacey Gotsoulias, and you are listening to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Network. This is going to be a short podcast because I don't think I have the energy to complain about the Yankees for a half an hour, but I can definitely do it for 15 minutes. So grab a drink and get comfortable because I am not happy. The issue I am having with this team is the fact that they are having trouble beating teams that are under 500. And that is not a good thing when you're fighting for a division against a team who constantly beats teams under 500. That's the difference between first place and second place. When you're in first place, you beat everyone. When you're in second place, you don't beat everyone. And right now, the Yankees are having issues beating everyone. And for the next few weeks, they'll be playing teams that aren't great. Sure, the Red Sox are thrown in there, and they're actually doing well against good teams. So, I mean, that's a good thing. But this whole losing to the Rays and losing to the Orioles stuff needs to stop because that's what's going to make them not win the division, have to be stuck in a wild card game, you know, one and done, and it's not going to be against the Twins this year. So they need to get into gear and start playing like they played in May. And I know there are going to be people out there who are thinking that I'm panicking too soon. It's only the end of July, but right now they're six games behind the Red Sox. And while, yes, six games can be overcome, I mean, we've seen teams do it, but it's going to be hard to do that if they keep losing games to teams that they shouldn't be losing to while the Red Sox are kicking everyone else's ass. Uh, Just, it's Wednesday night, so I'm talking about Wednesday afternoon's game against the Rays, which was just frustrating and annoying And I can't believe that they're having issues playing the Rays. I just can't. In the last six games against the Tampa Bay Rays in Tropicana Field, the Yankees are one and five. You can't do that when you're in a division race and think that you're going to be able to catch up to the the first place team. You just can't. Let me talk about one good thing that happened during this series with the Rays. Masahiro Tanaka's start on Tuesday night. It was only the third time this season that he did not give up a home run in a start. Think about that. Think about how many games Masahiro Tanaka has pitched this season. And think about the fact that only three times he didn't give up a home run. That's a problem. That's a big problem. But he looked good last night, Tuesday. Thank goodness, because if he had a bad game, they would have been swept again by the lowly Rays in Tropicana Field. The Rays, who had Sergio Romo playing third and then coming into pitch, and throwing nothing but junk, and the Yankees looking like crap against him. He was throwing 86-mile-an-hour fastballs, and they couldn't do anything with them. I wanted to punch something. The other thing that's bothering me 
is the fact that the all-star break has screwed with some of the guys who were hitting really well before the all-star break. That's the worst. I hate when that happens because then they have the, all these days off and they come back and it's as if they forgot how to hit. It happened to Aaron Hicks. It happened a little bit to Greg Bird, but he picked it up a bit the past two games. The only one who's still hitting like he has been all July is Stanton. He might not be hitting a ton of home runs, but he's still hitting the ball. It would be nice if he could hit some home runs. It would be nice if a lot of them hit home runs. Because they haven't done that much since coming back from the All-Star break. And that's the other problem. It seems like these guys are going up to the plate and trying to hit home runs every time. You can't do that. Because then you're not going to hit the ball as well. Like you're just swinging for the fences. You know, if you got two guys on base, just try and hit a friggin' single. Hit a bloop. Try and go the other way. Do something. Stop striking out and looking like crap. I don't get it. And the thing that bothers me is, I feel like Aaron Boone is too passive. He needs to light a fire under their collective behind. Because, you know, as I said, it's late July. They're six games back. And it's not as if Seattle and the A's are that far behind them. They're pretty close. The A's are... I said it on Twitter a few, maybe like a week ago, or no, was it before the, it may have been all, before the All-Star break. I said that the A's would be the second wild card, but, you know, if the Yankees keep having trouble beating bad teams, the A's could be the wild card, and the Yankees could be fighting with Seattle for the second wild card. Could you imagine especially after how well they were doing. And, you know, it's not like the Yankees are terrible. They have over 65 wins. You know, they're a good team. They're just not as good as Boston or Houston. Excuse me, I was wrong. I thought the Yankees had 65 wins. They would have if they had won on Wednesday afternoon. They have 64. Meanwhile, the Red Sox, I think, are up to 72. Good Lord. And the Yankees are playing the Royals and the Orioles next. If they have trouble with the Royals, and if they have trouble with the Orioles, who are without Manny Machado and Zach Britton, and could be without more by the time the Yankees play them, then the Yankees are in trouble. They are in big trouble. The Yankees are going to be up in Boston next weekend. And my brother wanted to go up there with his friend. He knew not to ask me because he knows that I would not be able to sit through a Boston Yankee game in Fenway. I could do it at Yankee Stadium, but I can't do it in Fenway. There's no way. I'd get in trouble. (laughs) No, actually, I wouldn't. I'd actually be afraid to let people know that I'm a Yankee fan. My brother doesn't care, but I would care. 
I mean, I've done it in, um, I went to the 2006 NLCS with my supervisor at work who was a Met fan. It was a Friday night. I think it was game two, I want to say. She came up to me at six o'clock on a Friday because I was working late. And she said, I know you don't like them, but I have an extra ticket to the game tonight if you want to go. And I said, sure. I've never been to an NLCS. I've been to the ALCS a few times. So I thought, why not? And I went to Shea Stadium and I minded my P's and Q's and didn't say that I was a Yankee fan. And of course, my supervisor told everyone. So then they were ripping me. And um, I took it. I was like, whatever. But they lost the game. And my boss blamed me and said I was a jinx. And even worse than that, the, the executive vice president of our division at the time was a big Mets fan, and so was his assistant. And when he found out I had gone, he blamed me. And when they lost the series, he blamed me. I was like, oh, please. They lost the series because they weren't good enough to beat the Cardinals. And then the following season, 2007, if you recall, the Yankees did not start well 2007. Like, they were pretty terrible. And they didn't start picking things up until July. So from April until July, my executive vice president would rib me relentlessly. I remember we were out at a bar one night for, I believe it was someone's going away party. And he just would not shut up about how bad the Yankees are, how the Mets are going to win their division, and the Mets are going to make the playoffs, and the Yankees aren't, and the Yankees are going to be watching them, and blah, blah, blah. And then the Yankees started winning, and the ribbing stopped, or slowed down at least. Then by September, the ribbing stopped completely. And if you recall... The Mets <laughs> completely collapsed down the stretch and they lost their game on the last day of the season against the Marlins. Tom Glavin was pitching. He gave up like five or six runs in the first inning and it was just a disaster. And I was sitting in my apartment thinking to myself, I can't be a jerk when I go into work tomorrow because who knows how the Yankees are going to do. I didn't think they were going to be able to beat Cleveland, so I should have bet money on that. But anyway, when I went into work the next day, I didn't say anything to my EVP or his obnoxious assistant. So by noon, they came up to my desk. They're like, come on, give it to us. And I said, I'm not rubbing anything in. I said, you know, the Yankees could lose to Cleveland. You learned your lesson. You do not celebrate until your team actually wins something. They never learn. It's unbelievable. But yeah, I, I was actually at game five against Cleveland. I was sitting in the first row of the upper deck in right field. And during batting practice, Travis Hafner almost killed me like three different times. <laughs> with batting practice balls. You don't realize how fast those balls are coming up at you, especially in the old upper deck or the old stadium. I was like, I can't sit here. So I moved for a while, and then I went there during the game and 
you know, the Yankees lost and they lost the series and it was just terrible. Even though I could feel it was going to happen, especially after the whole midges thing in Cleveland. But I was kind of hoping that they'd win while I was there, but they didn't. Anyway, I don't want the same thing happening this year. I don't want these guys to go into a wild card game and lose. I want them to start playing like we know they can. Steal the division from the Red Sox. Because, you know, the Red Sox have to have some sort of a correction going on. They've been playing a lot of teams under 500 and beating them, but they need to start playing teams who are actually good, and people need to start beating them. And, you know, they're due for some injuries, too. I mean, they've been too healthy. Unlike the Yankees. Oh, and speaking of, let's talk about Gary Sanchez. I wanted to kill him on Monday night. I really did. And I feel bad because, you know, he was hurt. But that, I mean, the play where Bowers scored the first run was not just a Sanchez grew up. That was an Andujar, Severino, and Sanchez grew up. And that just can't happen. And I really hope that Boone said something to them about it because you, you can't do you can't let something like that happen. You can't let a guy score from like second on a pass ball that bounces into foul territory. I, you just can't. You can't. And you know it, it stinks that Sanchez is having such a terrible year. Uh, he can't stay healthy, and when he's playing, he can't hit. I think he's hit, oh God, what was the stat? Now I can't remember. I was watching the game the other night and they said that he's only hit two home runs since, what was the date? Oh, I can't remember. But it wasn't, a, it was a really long stretch and he just looks terrible. And I think the month off that he's going to have should help. I hope. We'll see. So to close this podcast, let's just discuss the fact that the Yankees have a four-game series against the Royals at home. Then they have a day off. Then they're playing two games against the Orioles at home. Then they go to Boston for four, Chicago for three against the White Sox. Then they play four against the Rangers at home. They make up the Mets game at home. They play three against the Rays and three against the Blue Jays, all at home. Okay, so the Rangers, the Mets, the Rays, and the Blue Jays are all teams that are not good. And they are playing them in Yankee Stadium. There should be no reason for them to not win every single one of those series. But we'll see what happens. I'm Stacy Gotsoulias. This is the Locked On Yankees podcast. I hope you all have a good day.